When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello everyone and welcome to Heart and Hand, the Rangers podcast. My name is Cami Bell and it's a pleasure to be speaking to you during our summer hiatus. Don't worry, the season is soon approaching over the horizon and we'll get back to normal business in short order. However, I'm very pleased to bring you a NARSA special. Um, we uh, have got with us some very special guests and before I introduce them, uh, just keen to be able to talk about the most recent NARSA convention that took place in Las Vegas uh, just about four weeks ago, which uh, has given some of our guests adequate time to recover. Uh, I'll introduce the top dog first of all, which is NARSA president, Mr Gary Gillen. Gary, a pleasure to talk to you as always in heart and hand. Yeah, thanks very much for, for having me. Thanks very much for organising the call. Always happy to be speaking about what we're doing here over on uh, on these shores. The power behind Heart and Hand, which is Mr. David Edgar. Hello, everyone. Yes, uh, I, I I went to NASA and all I got was this lousy COVID. But uh, no, I had a fabulous, fabulous time. And uh, yeah, nice to, nice to be able to talk about it. And maybe, you know, encourage people thinking about whether or not to go next year or the year after, then hopefully they'll hear this and just go ahead and take the plunge. And someone who, if I'm being honest with you, barely left his hotel room just because he just wanted to take it nice and easy, Mr. Martin Ramsey. How you doing, Cammy? Yes, had a fine time. Uh, great to be back at work and staring at the same four walls every single day. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I know you boys had a uh, had a great time. Uh, in all seriousness, and I know you you took pla- uh, took part in loads of festivities. We'll come on to that in just a moment as well. Gary, um, I'd just like to kind of talk to you a little bit, if I may, for for people who have either been to the conventions before, or you know went to Las Vegas, but have 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 known of NARSA, and, and as Martin has kind of alluded to, they are talking about um, you know going over and enjoying yourself and, and and really being part of it and stuff. This was a welcome return to a convention after a couple of horrible years of of not being able to, to see everyone it definitely it definitely was and and up to 
quite honestly, up till about December time, early December 2021, we weren't 100% sure whether it was going to go ahead uh, at all um, at that point. And we just made the kind of go, no go decision at that point to say, right, let's just approach it like we're going to go ahead. And if anything else changes, because at that time there were still lockdowns pretty much all over. And um, so, yeah, yes, I mean, that we, we expected, of course, after Windsor in 2019 that we were going to get to go to San Francisco 2020. And then, um, and then Toronto 2021, and then then Vegas. Vegas was kind of on the cards at that point, and before the lockdown happened. But just it was just such a perfect storm for us in a good way, where we just assumed the convention was going ahead. We communicated as such and planned as such. Our, our time for planning was cut down kind of by about 18 months, to be quite honest. <laughs> so some of it was a wee bit, um, a little bit rushed. Some things we, we just kind of never quite managed to get. But on the back of 150, uh, the tickets went on sale actually for the event when 55 had just been secured. So we, we managed to kind of catch the, the wave of emotion around that as well. And then just for it to be in Vegas for the, for the big kind of return, as you say, was was just brilliant. It was, it was absolutely fantastic. And how were the, the, the venues, the hotels and stuff as well in terms of being able to deal with that? Because I, I totally get the idea. It must have been pretty nervy I would think about being able to make that that decision about going ahead with the convention whether or not there was going to be the opportunity for people to travel obviously accommodation being able to make arrangements for events and all of that kind of thing as well um you know did you have a, a good relationship with some of the venues there to be able to make those kind of calls late on yeah we did and again like most of these conversations were, were primarily internal uh, to us when when we signed the contract with Vegas the, the pandemic was already in in flight and so there was a, an extra there was beefing up of the uh, cancellation clauses basically in in the contract and and they we, we inserted a new clause into the contract that was really kind of at, at the behest of the hotel but they said look we'll have the event when we have the event and um, but you know full cancellation isn't really on the cards so we took that back discussed it as an executive committee and, and agreed yeah that's that's fair and you know we're thinking, right, would we push it back a year? Would we push it back to September or October? We can find that sort of stuff out at the time. So there was a wee bit of reality uh, sprinkled into the contract in, in the first place. So I wasn't hugely worried about that. The one real you know, advantage that we had because of, of Vegas being Vegas, they opened very, very early, you know, probably a lot earlier than, than other um, states and um, over, you know, over in the, in the United States as well. And they... You know, they kind of opened and then closed down again or, or went under other restrictions. But kind of from the get-go, they had they had said, we're open for business and nothing is going to stop us now. You know, we're, we're going to try and comply with, it, with the, the restrictions and the masking and whatever else it's going to be. But for the most part, you know, stuff this. We're, we're back in action and we've got two years to, to make up for. So there, there wasn't really any, you know, logistical challenges around that. And, and in terms of our relationship with the hotel, it was the same hotel we went to back in, in 2017. So the, the contract negotiations were very, very simple, saying that's what we got then. What can you do for us now? And it was a, a very swift process. So that that continued relationship with the Caesars group has been has been it just makes my job ten times easier. Yeah, it's always handy when you've got you know, those those relationships you can rely upon and stuff as well. And quite clearly, uh, they would have been keen to get as many people over as possible. David, I'll bring you in at this point. Um, 
much as I'm loath to say it, I've heard that you've done a wonderful job as MC on a number of NARSA events, and um, you would have been looking forward to being able to go over there and see as many people and, you know, interact with as many people as possible. Well, this is the thing, right? See, if you go to an NARSA folk, you make hundreds of pals. So it's it's just a fact. And, you know, Gary and me will talk four or five times a week now have done for a few years ever since the first one um andy some of the other guys from calgary some of the other but i mean it was amazing to get back and see so brian you know see so many faces that are friends and, and it, it, it there's something really special then because you know when we win the league or we win the cup or we get to the europa league or whatever um you know your phone's ringing from people all around the world and it's it's a really humbling experience and it also makes you feel just how big Rangers are, that it's all around the world wherever you go. So, yeah, I was very much looking forward to that. And and like I say, you end up making hundreds and hundreds of new pals. And because it was Vegas and so many people were going, there were well over 2,000 uh, Rangers supporters there. And what a sight it was you know, the, the Thursday night to be walking down the strip and every third person in this world famous place is wearing the Rangers top. And, it, you know, the, the hotel was was wonderful. And, and listen, I, I want to give a wee bit of kudos to Gary here because, you know, you, you just need to look at the ones Celtic had a couple of weeks later where they had it in a hotel that wasn't on the strip that was you know, it looked as though you could stay in it for four pounds a night. Whereas the whereas Planet Hollywood was awesome. The rooms were fantastic. The venue was brilliant. Even the dinner we got was, you know, you're used to the rubber chicken at these events and it wasn't it was steak and it was absolutely brilliant. Um and also, you know, you know, Gary had, had kindly arranged for, for us to have a couple of days at the start and then a couple of days after. So you don't need to just go for the weekend uh, to one of these venues. You can go for the whole week and just experience the place. So, I mean, Gaz and I went out on the, was it the, the Thursday or the Wednesday night? I think it was the Wednesday because we had Wednesday. the event. Aye. Gaz and I went to the Mirage Hotel to see the Beatles Love Sup the Salatio, which was, uh, you went to that as well, didn't you, Martin? I didn't do it. At a very right. different stage of my my holiday, but yeah, but, uh, <laughs> different kind of uh, vibe for, for that. Point. Yeah, yeah. I, I went when my wife joined me later on, and it was yeah. fantastic. Before wife arrived and after wife arrived is uh, Martin's Martin's Vegas trip. But yeah, everything about it was great. And then there's so many activities, but maybe what people don't realise is you don't need to do all of them. You can pick and choose. So if you want to go to the dinner, which is the centrepiece, and I would recommend you do that, you can do that. But if you want to go to the, the, the Q&A with the players, we did a live show on the Sunday, which was at a club downtown in, in Vegas, which was just spectacular um there's you don't need to do everything so if you fancy going to toronto which is an amazing city if you haven't been or new york which obviously go you don't you know go for a week uh and decide if you want to do the things you want i wanted to see the the statue of liberty or i wanted to see the what's that big needle in toronto gary you'll know the big needle like the 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 tower that's it yeah you can go up on it you don't Yeah, you can go downtown and there's some amazing comedy clubs in Toronto and just pick and choose your Rangers event. What I will say is, in a, one of my highlights at Erie Narsa is for some reason, guys in the committee always arrange the Absent Friends football match for the Saturday morning. <laughs> and this year it was like something from the SAS. 
because they arranged this at, what was it, 8 o'clock on a Saturday yeah. morning, where they had to play two games, right, because it was four teams, so they had to play the semi-finals, and then even if you get knocked out, there was the third, fourth place game, uh, in 120 degree heat with no shade. <laughs> we had a few guys who, uh, we had a few casualties that day. I've got the feeling that that game would probably sober you up pretty quickly because every single <laughs> so, drop of alcohol would come out your sweat glands. I can just start to to see people now talking about this for Toronto, New York, and them telling their wives, no, we can go up the big needle or we can go into the Statue of Liberty. We don't have to do everything. Yeah, good luck with that. Martin, this was your um, your first NASA convention. Um, tell me a little bit about how you're feeling with the build-up with it because obviously one thing we've not mentioned uh, was uh, Rangers' continual run in Europe. So it kind of felt like as if this was probably a finale of the season following, you know, Germany following, uh, Portugal following, Spain following the Scottish Cup final and then Narsa was the kind of the, the cherry on top of the cake. It, it was a wee bit like that. I think it would have been any other normal season. I, I would have been talking about Vegas and Narsa just about every single day. But it, the Rangers thing and that from what? February. March really, or even even February, just it just snowballed and snowballed and snowballed, and I was, I mean, I missed Belgrade because I was in all these, so I, I was just about every trip, and as we know, caught up uh, in this this incredible run that just consumed your life, I and mean, it consumed every conversation you were having every single day, uh, and it was it was pretty exhausting to be honest by the end of that Scottish Cup final, and then I was like, oh, I'm going to Vegas next week, and. Um, <laughs> I was like, you're, you're, you're taking the piss. How are you getting away with this? You've been in every single... <laughs> <laughs> you're quite to Las Vegas next week. Um, so I, it was this kind of... Uh, I, I didn't know... I didn't know what the, the atmosphere was going to be like, given that you know, we'd won the Cup, but Seville will haunt us for years. I mean, it, 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 there's so many magical moments, obviously, during the day, but and also that run, but that, that the, the disappointment, I just that missed opportunity. So I wonder... Wonder if we'll be deflated because of that. Wonder if 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 the be able to kind of lift themselves because Hamden was a bit weird, wasn't it? It was a relief really that we we'd finally won that bloody Scottish Cup, but it, it was it was anything but. I mean, it, it was a celebration. It was a celebration of the club anyway. And Gary, will, I'm sure, um, be better to speak to than 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 me just doing my first. Good season or bad, um, third division or top of the Premier League, whatever it may have been over the last too many years, they're there to celebrate the thing that they have in common. It's a huge landmass, and they're all congregating in this, this one place because they love the Glasgow Rangers. And that that would have been there anyway. That, that that sense of community would have been there anyway. There was a lot to talk about, obviously, because of the football. And, and it was a it was a good party nonetheless. Um, and, well, you can't go to Vegas and not do it, can you really? But, um, yeah, the... the, the that connection, that that shared interest, that celebration, um, is, is something that 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 really st- struck out to me. Can't I mean, yeah, I've, I've been, to, I mean, my, my dad's in in Naples, so I've been to the, the Naples club once, I've been to Dubai once, and it, it's quite clear in individual clubs what this thing means to to expats. Uh, but in that scale, in in, in that size, with, with with those kind of numbers, um. You forget, forget how lucky you are that I'm 25 minutes away door to door, and I'm every week, and I'm not getting up at three in the morning to watch a stream that could be dodgy or otherwise or buffering or not. Um, it, you forget how different it is for other people, but they still love it just as much. See, Cammy, the, the 
what Martin spoke about there, the sense of camaraderie, that is, I, I, I can't emphasise, I can't back him up enough on that one, that you, you went down to Blondie's, shout out, that was where we all seemed to congregate in the morning, and you would go down there and there'd be bears, and you just start, everybody starts talking, who we signing, you know, what did you think of this, what did you think of that, you're not alone, you know, you're, you're very much a part of this bigger thing, and everywhere we went, you know that there would be bears at it, and, and it was just it, it was just wonderful. And it, it, you know, it came at the end of a long season, so you did wonder if, you know, the atmosphere might be a little bit damaged by that, but not at all, because as Martin says, it's it's there. It's people who want to celebrate their love of Rangers, and there is a good mix. It's not all, um, you know, it's not all people from North America and Canada. It's from you know, the, you get a lot of people travelling over. So everybody just comes together and it's just brilliant. It's just a party for a few days. And look, I don't drink, right? So, you know, the, I still had a, a brilliant time. You know, you don't need to go and just basically go on a booze cruise for a few days. There's loads to do. Uh, and I think that's important as well because I think people maybe sometimes think, you know, I'm not a big drinker or I don't want to go for three, four days. And if you, by the way, see if you do want to just go and be on it for a few a few days, then may I refer you to the Honourable Gentleman, uh, Mr Ramsey on my, on my right, who had a wonderful time. But um, if you don't, if you want to just go and soak it in and meet people and talk for it and listen to ex-players, because the amount of ex-players that they get at these things is phenomenal, then do it. I think one of the things that you touched touched on there, and, and, and Martin obviously made mention to it in Naples, is I was in Vegas in January this year. Um, and as I, I usually do, whenever I'm going abroad and I know there's going to be games on, and I can find a supporters club. I did this with the Big Apple Bears across in New York a, a number of years ago. Uh, I'll message them to, to obviously ask if they're planning and showing the game, but also... Just out of habit, I'll say, look, do you want me to bring anything with me from, you know, from Ibrox or from the Met? Just something that you might not be able to get across there. And I did that a few years ago because back then our supply chain wasn't what it is now and stuff as well. You know, the guys had said, yeah, if you could bring some stuff over to New York, I'd appreciate it and a couple of tops and whatever. So I was totally cool with that. When I messaged the boys in Vegas, the only request they had was uh, square sausage. <laughs> 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 Nothing whatsoever to do with it. Can, can he whack it? I know, I know. Um, however, I thought that I might get into some um, some soapy bubble trying to be able to smuggle that in my case. And yeah, it's not a good idea. No, so I, I compromised and I took them over some some tatty scones, and I think it will probably live with me to this, uh, you know, till till the the day I'm no longer here, where I took in this packet, well, th- three packets of tatty scones into the Crown and Anchor, gave it to the guys. They were virtually cartwheeling around the pub. <laughs> and this uh, this one particular gentleman had to explain to his wife, who I think was from Puerto Rico, what a tatty scone was, because they, she had never seen this at all, and she had no idea why her husband was so excited to be able to have some tatty scones later on, probably putting them in the barbecue. Gary, I think, um, you know, a, a, a shout out for me, for the guys from the Las Vegas Loyal, because when I was over in January, uh, they couldn't have made me feel, feel more welcome. They were absolutely brilliant guys, every single one of them, man. Yeah, that's that's definitely what they're what they're renowned for. You know, we when we get engaged with clubs, um, the the basic process is uh, a couple of years in advance, a club would express an interest in hosting a, a future convention for two years or so down the line. And then if there's multiple clubs, it would go to a vote. We vote for it at the AGM, it gets awarded, and then we move on. So they had they did they followed the process and and everything was was great. And what we um, we, we we put something different in place uh, now, uh, actually just from last year, um, where we 
we now have a profit sharing uh, system in place because there, would, there wasn't a whole hell of a lot of incentive, tr quite truly, on on how uh, or why you should you should host a convention other than you like to have a party, you want people to come and, and show off your club and, and your, your city and things like that. So so within that, we, we've we've managed to kind of fashion a new way of doing business. And then what we get with each of the clubs is differing levels of uh, of involvement uh, or expertise, I guess you could say. And, and then so what we did was that the, the host club has a set of responsibilities and, and NARSA has a set of responsibilities. And then we kind of figured out from there. So we had a bit of a hybrid this year where Vegas organised the, you know, the band for the Saturday night. They organised the... Uh, the excursion, the the best day ever tour on the Friday, they organised a leave and do on the Sunday, and it was Orange County Rangers Supporters Club who organised the golf and and the football. So, so David, you can you can blame uh, Brian and Alan <laughs> and the I guys mean, over there. The I, don't drink, so. I don't drink. By the way, it was tough conditions standing on the sidelines oh, watching. Um, so Christ knows what it was like for you lot running about out there, especially for two <laughs> games. I mean, that was just what sickle came up with that idea. Well, it was see last time it was two semi-finals and a final. I don't recall there being that second game for the third and fourth place. And and I thought I had a conversation with someone that says, no, you just you'll either play two games or one game and that'll be it. So at the end of our first game, we got beat on penalties, and I thought, right. Um, that's all right then, you know, and uh, and oh, I think it was actually Ross Adair that I, I, did, did the whiff, you know. And I, the, the, um, I, I promised Ross that we wouldn't mention that it was Ross Adair who missed the penalty. That's Ross who does the US Sports Show on here, yeah. folks. He missed the penalty. He cost his team. He was Aaron Ramsey. Yeah, it was, and it was just as bad as Aaron Ramsey's um, as well. So, but back to the Vegas guys. So then, so they they concentrated on the areas that they were going to do a, a great job of, and it's as you can tell from what I just said, um, it was all through the entertainment. Like that, the, these guys, they just know how to have a party. That that was one of, if not the best, leaving do, and um, that I've been to um, I, on amazing. Sunday. And uh, just the venue was perfect. It was just far enough off the strip that we had, the, you know, as much privacy as we needed, and uh, and everybody was just having a having a fantastic time. So so uh, Drew and Jimmy and the boys down there were just an absolute pleasure to deal with, and and uh, and certainly made some really good strong friendships there with both guys. Yeah, um, as I say, Drew, I, I, I know it made me feel particularly welcome. He had a, he chastised me for getting a taxi across to the crowd and anchor from the strip. He was like, "You should have told me I would have come and picked you up." He's a, he's an absolute gentleman. But I, I do want to talk a little bit, if I can, about one of the events in particular, which was obviously the the, the Walter Smith banquet. And I think um, something I do want to share with everyone, which I think was an absolute touch of class, was that your your guests of honour were Ethel and Liz Smith, um, wife and sister um, of Walter. Um, and I think it, it drove home to me, I think, Gary, that whilst we've had this uh, this break in terms of the conventions, obviously we've lost um, a lot of club legends along the way at that point. And I think a wonderful opportunity just to to take that um, that moment to remember Walter and everything he meant to us. Definitely. And, and it's somewhat more so poignant because he was supposed to come to San Francisco and and he was we'd actually booked the flights and. And then, um, fortunately, we got a refund on the flights. And then that's when I started basically my relationship with him, and we just kept in touch and um, and had a chat. And then he was coming to Toronto. He says, "I've actually never been uh, to Toronto. I've been in you know New York and areas like that. We're planning to go to New York. We're going to drive up to Toronto for the event. Really looking forward to that. I've always wanted to go, but any time I ever plan to go, I heard that 
Ian Durant and Ali McCoys were there and, and those guys are head cases, so I just stayed away. Like <laughs> that's the sort of things <laughs> we were talking about. And so so when unfortunately when he when he passed, uh, you know, we, we had a very, very quick conversation about renaming the, the Grand Banquet to and, and his his memory and, and everybody agreed. Um, like lightning quick and then we approached the family to see if that's something that they would be interested in or not and uh, and they go back you know uh, within minutes as well and I talked about this on the live show um, on the Sunday and then I says well you know would, would Ethel be interested in coming over and the boy Neil said well she's coming up to watch football tonight so I'll I'll let you know in the morning or you know a wee bit later in the week and I says okay that's that's no problem at all not even 25 minutes later, that you know, I get a text saying my mum would be absolutely honoured to come um, as well, and uh, and and I'd assumed that Neil would come with her, and he said, would it be okay if my aunt, uh, you know, my dad's sister, uh, came along? 100%, it would be, and um, yeah, they, they it, it helped. I honestly, truly believe it helped a wee bit with. It gave it gave the, the family a bit of a distraction. It, it gave them something to look forward to, and it gave them an opportunity just to see how. How beloved you know Walter truly was. We didn't overdo any of the pomp or any anything else. We, we just we didn't ask Ethel to do anything. If she was comfortable speaking, she would speak. If she wasn't, she wasn't, and, and she just wasn't quite um, there at that particular time, you know. But she just loved the sentiment and loved everything about the event, you know, so much so that um, she's still kind of talking about it today, to, to this day as well. So I think I think we helped, and it was it's important to to take stock and, and stand and recognise that, you know, that the genuine legends. No, it was a, a lovely touch uh, and I'm sure very much appreciated by all of the Smith family. Uh, Martin, I'll, I'll, I'll bring you in here when we're obviously talking about club legends and that was uh, obviously a wonderful photo of yourself and David posing with uh, the European Cup Winners' Cup and obviously uh, privileged to have a, a few of the, the team along as well. A, a wonderful uh, sight to see these guys uh, still going strong. Oh yeah, they are still going strong. By the way, though, they're still um, very much loving life and loving the fact that they, they still have that connection with the club. Their place in history uh, has not yet been surpassed, and um, they they know. I thought I think they know um, what it what it means to to the support and new generations of that support. Um, and when we did get to hear from them, they, they're always they're always good value. Um, it's obviously Peter McCloy. Um, uh, Colin Steen and, and Willie Johnson had, had, had come over, um, and Gordon Smith as well from that that kind of seventies uh, group of players. It was a bit, a bit later on, um, and David mentioned about the ex players. It's the the breadth of that history that that, that NASA pulls together, because um, you, you you did have those seventies guys. You you had a the, the, the kind of nine in a row group as well, um, and it's. It's kind of ticking, ticking all the boxes for all the, the, the different generations that are going, I suppose. But um, uh, it just underlines, I guess, the, the the history of the club that's still, still alive. You know, it, it's still fresh. And David, our uh, very good personal friend Craig Moore was obviously there, and I think at some parts of it keeping a wee eye on Martin as well. Yes, uh, I believe so. Um, although he, he did a good night uh, last night, but I think it did. <laughs> Steady the first two on. nights. The first I think, two nights. I think it took him a few days to recover for it. He's a very good, uh, good guy. Craig, he did the live show with us uh, at the leaving do with Martin, Gary, and I. And he's brilliant in those situations because he doesn't take himself too seriously, Craig. And none of them do. I mean, it, 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 you know, there was Andy Gray, Richard Goff, Davy Robertson, Gordon Smith, the the Barca Bears, and 
uh, all of them were prepared, you know, to muck in and to to help because you know we're obviously involved in doing some of the things at the event, and all of them put their hand up. Nobody was, no, I'm not doing that. Nobody swung the lead or said, no, I'm no, I'm not turning up to any of the events or um, I'm going to be too high minded. They, they're more than happy to sit and and you know talk to fans, not just to to get selfies, but to sit and and talk to the fans as well, which is a really you know big thing. And they had time for everybody, and it, it was just, you know, really, really classy to see that. Because again, I think that, you know, Craig always says he he finds it amazing, you know, that people still want to talk to him, and he said it it, it doesn't happen at other clubs, you know, it it, it, it even teammates of his say that you don't get this level of adulation, you don't get this lifetime. You know, we say once a ranger, always a ranger, but but we actually mean it, and uh, he he just loves it, and he uh, he had an absolutely fantastic time at it. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, and I think um, you know, again, as as we've had the opportunity to to do even our own live shows back home with 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 Craig, you know, and he's he is he's just a, an absolutely fantastic guy, and I think he always puts himself out there for anyone. Normally, when we've had. Uh, people at our shows wanting to get pictures with him and all that kind of stuff. He literally is like the last man standing. He'll take a photo with everyone. So, yeah, an absolute gent stuff as well. Gary, um, so Vegas now done and dusted. And we move on to uh, Toronto next year. And uh, I'm sure that the planning for that is already underway. Yeah, yeah, it is. We've, uh, we've got the, the hotel secured, signed the contract for that back in oh, January time, something like that. We're going to the Sheraton Centre downtown Toronto it's right in the financial district which is the place to be that's and, posh and it is well we're we're but you've met me I'm, I'm posh uh, look I, I this I, I go back to it right whereas some clubs might be happy to have it in a shed with a few cans we're Rangers fans we like the classier things we do and we deserve it we do <laughs> <laughs> yeah we do indeed so yeah the planet planning is uh, is underway we've got uh, an actual plan a first planning meeting in earnest um, a week tomorrow um, on the on the 19th with the guys from the Toronto Midtown Club. We've uh, also working with our uh, travel partner, the Holiday and Flight Centre, to put together a full package where you can get your tickets, your flights and your accommodation and the official NARSA hotel all as one package as well. So hopefully that's going to be a bit convenient for everyone that's there. <clears throat> It'll be the standard fare of, you know, the, the, the football and the golf and the and the leaving do and whatever else maybe they want to plan for the the Wednesday prior to, to getting in there and uh, yeah really really look forward to it. I haven't worked with the Toronto Midtown guys before and um, so that's always it's always good just to bring other people up to speed get a wee bit more appreciation for who they are what they're doing why they want to do it but then um, the package that they put together when they were bidding for it they, they, they already had they were fairly well down the road with a lot of the you know, a lot of the, the areas and that they would maybe be targeting in terms of the entertainment and, and things like that. So, yeah, we're just, it's like a big rolling thing. We, we kind of said to them, give us like four to six weeks after Vegas to, just to get everything wrapped up there so that we can then fully concentrate all of our efforts on, on Toronto. But yeah, the, Toronto, as you said, David, is a, it's a great city. It's, it's very convenient for people from the UK to get to get to as well. Typically just the one flight, if if, if um. Um, if that if, depends on where you're coming from, I guess. But uh, it's, it's good. It's good for that. It's 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 where the majority of the NARSA clubs are, are congregated in in Ontario. So we typically get a lot of locals uh, coming down, which is a wee bit different then because we're not we don't need quite as many hotel rooms because a lot of people will maybe just drive home 
after it and things like that. So all these wee nuances of things that you just get experience of going forward. But like we're going to head over there and do a do a general meeting in the winter, uh, run about the last week in January, first week in February. Although I was looking in the, the League Cup final is at the end of February and um, this uh, this season coming. So. I might, I might just push that a wee bit further out yeah. and just maybe have a cup final out there, I hope. So, so yeah, yeah, it ends up becoming a wee bit, uh, a wee bit routine, um, but just, just as equally as exciting because you just get something different with each location. Boys, I'll, I'll finish up with yourselves because obviously, David, whilst you, you perform a, a great job in terms of being able to, to MC the events and stuff as well, I do know all joking aside, a big part of that for you is being able to go over and enjoy the social aspect of it and stuff as well. Um, I'm sure you will be first in the queue to be able to champion people attending either Toronto next year or potentially New York the year after. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm fortunate. I've been to both cities um, in the past and, and they're both brilliant. Uh, New York, obviously, you know, it's the most famous city in the world that, that has its, uh, everyone knows. Uh, but Toronto's a, a, a fantastic place. I love that it. it's got amazing social life. It's, it's kind of like a cleaner version of New York, um, <laughs> was how I'd describe it. Um, and it is a, a, you know, a spectacular place. So if you were ever thinking about heading over to, you know, to Canada, then Toronto's a, a, a fabulous place to go and visit. Uh, so definitely, and uh, we met loads of guys for the Toronto RSC, uh, including uh, Big Todd, who does the, the crow pod with me. So, yeah, I, I know that they're, they're going to absolutely smash it. And I can understand, though, if you think, right, well, I might hold on and, and go to New York. I can understand that, but I think Toronto will be absolutely brilliant as well. And Martin, assuming that the liver replacement has taken taken hold by that effect, uh, if you can be there, you will be there, I'm assuming. Listen, let me set the record straight, right? I, <laughs> no, I, I did. People planner, saw it. My... People saw it. You, <laughs> well, you can't deny this. No, no, no. no. My normal life is serious and stressful and, and, and something <laughs> terrible. And I work very hard and I'm not going to wait for a long time. But if you're in Vegas... <laughs> you do it properly or you sit in the house because there's, there's no other way to, to, to do it. And unlike Mr. Moore, who missed the golf and paperwork, I partied hard, but I made all the, the events I was supposed to be at, including the, the live show three hours after um, I think we went to bed. But um, that's, <laughs> that's the say. And, um, you know, I, my very boring and uh, sedate life has been uh, recommenced and, and life is a wee bit more uh, of a general pace and that's absolutely fine. Until Toronto, if I'm invited, I'll be there Toronto. <laughs> uh, I agree, David, both Toronto and New York are um, super cities. Um, doesn't matter where it is, to be honest. And uh, yeah. I imagine the, um, the, the same kind of um, spirit and community and, and, and just feel um, would be very similar. Uh, I'd, I'd recommend it to, to anyone just to get a, a sense of just how big this club is. There are only a few clubs in the world that can do this. And I think the, if the, that Europa League final kind of taught us anything where we were thinking, oh, why, is it, why is it in a stadium that's only got this? Because they don't sell out Europa League finals. It's not really that common. Not every club has a support this size. It's just not that common in, in, in world football the way we think it is um, so it's just to get a sense of just how huge it is I, I'd go it, they're a, a great committee um, 
uh, again, like you said, Cami, made to feel very welcome, a lot of fun, um, and yeah, if I'm if I'm asked, I will be there because it's uh, it's, it's just great to, to kind of touch base and, and meet up with with, with now old pals uh, instead of of new ones, but hopefully meet um, many more new ones as well. Um, it's listen, it's a special club. I think we take it for granted very much. It's amazing to me that you would you know, deny some of these things when you consider the fact that Craig Moore used to go drinking Wally McCoist and he was okay with that until he met Martin Ramsey and that floored him. So take it as a badge <laughs> on him, my friend. David, Martin, thank you both for coming on. It's a, it's a pleasure to have you. And, and again, like I say, all seriousness, you know, did a fa- fabulous job representing Heart and Hand across there. I know that the uh, the number of people that you met were, were overjoyed to see you and, and absolutely uh, love spending time with you both. Thank you. Uh, thanks, mate. And Gary, um, thank you very much for your time. I know that these things will probably feel like they never stop and you don't get a chance to breathe and stuff as well. So I really appreciate you taking the, the time out to be able to come on here. Love to extend an invitation to you to come back on to the shows and stuff as well and, and, and keep us up to date with how the, the planning is going and stuff. And obviously NASA has its own podcast as well, which I would encourage absolutely everybody to tune into because it's, it's some really great content on there. Uh, but love to get you back on in a few months and stuff and keep us up to date with, with how you see things shaping up and stuff. Definitely. I would absolutely love to come on any time at all and just like to take this opportunity to thank everybody at Heart and Hand for, for all the support. Uh, you know, David and Martin were the spearheads uh, in Vegas, but I know that I know that we get support from, from everyone involved and can't thank uh, everyone enough for that. You know, the community is, is very much alive and, and we're all doing this together. Thank you all. Um, really hope you enjoyed listening to that, folks. Please uh, make sure that you jump onto the NARSA site. They're obviously on the social medias and Facebook, etc., to make sure that you keep up to date with all of the developments going into the, the, the uh, plans for the forthcoming conventions as well. Um, and we will be uh, speaking to you very, very soon. Thanks, all. Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.